We're continuing with the top 10 Pittsburgh Steelers at each position group. This episode, we're talking offensive line. Grab a drink. You're in the bird cave. Let's go. All right, so admittingly, this is the position group that um, that I know the least about, at least from an individual talent perspective, although I have a pretty good idea. So I had to pull a few friends of mine um, that I actually met out uh, for Wings uh, a couple days ago and a couple other buddies as well on some players that they thought would be worthy of the top 10 regarding the offensive line. Just like with every group when I start this, a few names always pop into my mind immediately when I think of a of the position group, in this case offensive line. Those players were obviously on this list. But I had I did struggle, to be completely honest, of finding 10 players. Now in those conversations, I was able to bring 14 names to the table and then just through my own analysis, my own eyeballs, if you will, I was able to narrow it down to top 10 players. And the criteria I used for this is definitely not as in-depth as other positions, but the first characteristic that I look for, as I did with all other positions, is longevity. How long did they play for the Steelers? You know, and in that longevity, I'm not talking about what they did after they left the Steelers, if they in fact left. And there are a few players I think that did. But just their overall career longevity. More importantly with offensive linemen is also availability. Uh, Because obviously offensive line is a unique position group where, yeah, you are measured individually of your success. But your ultimate success as an offensive lineman is a dependable cohesion among the other four players within your group. Teams that have consistent, strong offensive line play often have healthy offensive linemen. Linemen that play together for a long time. They know the calls. They know how to pick up stunts. They know how to recognize fronts together. That cohesion leads to good football play. So while we're going to you know, pick out some individual Steeler offensive linemen here in this top 10 list, let's realize that a lot of their success was dependent on the man standing next to him. Let's get into this top 10 list. I got my middle light here cracked, and we're going to go through these things. I'm not 100% sold on some of the orders here, but hell, let's get, let's get it going. Number 10, Tunch Ilkin. 13 years from 1980 to 1992, played in 177 games, and was a two-time Pro Bowler. Now, if you heard the years that he played, 1980 to 1992, outside of uh, the 1984 AFC Championship run, you know, Tunch played on some very, very bad teams. So he probably did not get the Pro Bowl recognition that, you know, that he would have otherwise if the teams were a little bit better. Uh, but then again... I know Anthony Munoz and a couple other AFC tackles were always, you know, were perennial Pro Bowlers and were Hall of Famers. So I'm not sure if you would bump any of them up, but I would like to think if the Steelers teams were better, he may have had a couple more Pro Bowls. And 
But, and also, rest in peace, Tunch. We miss you tremendously on the microphone. You're a Steeler legend on and off the field. So coming in at number nine, Marvell Smith, who played nine years, 2000 to 2008, played in 111 games. He was, he was a pro bowler in one of those years and obviously a two-time Super Bowl champion. I think he was never really a dominant offensive lineman, but he was very consistent. He was very good in run blocking. Um, I think he was more of a sporadic pass blocker, though someone can correct me on that if I am wrong. Uh, but he was, he was a very athletic tackle, and um, I believe deservedly on this list. I went back and forth between Marvell Smith and Max Starks. Because it seems like with Max Starks, <laughs> they would they would you know, they had a couple of those years where they after the Super Bowl they'd lose or they'd have a bad year. Max Starks was out or injured, but once he got back in the lineup, Max Starks I'm speaking of seemed like the Cedars all of a sudden just hit a stride. But Max Starks was never a great offensive lineman, so that's why he's not in this top ten list. Um, I think Marvell Smith was more of a consistent player. That's why he's in it over Max Starks. Coming at number eight, a player with the shortest stint with the Steelers, but definitely deserving on this list, is Jeff Hardings. He only played for six years with the Steelers, from 2001 to 2006, which accumulates of 90 games. But during those six years, he was a two-time Pro Bowler and a one-time All-Pro, and obviously a Super Bowl champ with the Sears in Super Bowl 40. I think he really stabilized the the offensive line when he came in via free agency in 2001. There were some you know, some instabilities there at center for a short period of time. And when he came in, it really solidified that offensive line, which led to a Super Bowl 40 championship. So coming in at number seven, <clears throat> was a gentleman from back in the day that I've never seen play but came to me via a high recommendation that he should be on this list. And his name is Larry Brown. And no, not the Cowboys Larry Brown, of course. But Larry Brown played for 14 years with the Steelers from 1971 to 1984. It was 167 games and he did make one Pro Bowl. And of course, if he played from 71 to 84, you know he is a four-time Super Bowl champion. But all, another reason to put him on this list, and I did not know this, is he actually played tight end for his first six years with the Steelers, where he caught 48 passes for 636 yards and five touchdowns. So the versatility is a reason to give him respect. He played 14 years. He was on four Super Bowl teams. Based off the high recommendation, I'm putting him on the list. So number seven, Larry Brown. Number six, a recent gentleman who everybody will be familiar with is Dave DeCastro, who I think caught you know his. He cut his career a little bit short, but I know he had the injury bug. But he played nine years from 2012 to 2021, which was 125 games. Six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. And unfortunately, he did play with some, some teams that just had some less than stellar defensive play, or else maybe he could have been a Super Bowl champion, especially in 2017. I'll never get over that game, by the way. But David DeCastro was definitely a, um, 
an outstanding offensive guard. Coming at number five, another gentleman who came highly recommended that I've never seen play is John Kolb, an offensive tackle. He played for 14 years from 1969 to 1981, which was 177 games. Now, he does not have any Pro Bowls or anything else on record that I found, but he obviously is a four-time Super Bowl champ considering the years that he played. But if you played 14 years in 177 games, you deserve to be on this list. Coming at number four, I struggle with putting him this high, though he was a fantastic player. But in reality, I think he's well-deserving of a top five mention, which is... Marquise Pouncey played center for 10 years from 2010 to 2021, 134 games. But here in 10 years, he was a nine time pro bowler and, and he was also an all pro selection two times. And if you remember the way he came into the league and just essentially just took the starting position over. I, don't, I can't remember if they put him in at center with the first team in camp due to injury or not. But once he ran with that first team, uh, he just he never lost it. He just took it over. Now, he may have also just took it over to begin with. I, I don't know. Obviously, none of us were, well, myself or maybe probably most of the listeners, we are not a practice, so we don't know. But whatever he did, he came in and he took that position over and he took it over by storm. And for a long time, he was the best center in football. Another question for everybody out there really is, do you think Marquise Pouncey is a future Hall of Famer? Because the three people above him are all in the Hall of Fame. I think he's a borderline Hall of Famer, and obviously I'm rooting like hell for him to get in. Hopefully he's not a victim of Steeler bias with too many players in there, but I do think Marquise Pouncey is a Hall of Famer and worthy of the number four position on this top ten list. So coming in at number three, and I actually had him at number one in a few other lists that I did, but it's hard for me to keep the other two guys out of those positions. But coming in number three might be the best athlete to ever play uh, center for the Steelers and maybe in the NFL. And I'm even including some of the guys today. So number three, Dermonte Dawson. Played 13 years from 1988 to the year 2000, which was 184 games, seven-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, and obviously in the Hall of Fame. If I'm not mistaken, and I, again, I could be wrong on this, he might have been the first center that actually pulled. I, re- I remember that the when watching the games in the 80s and early 90s, you know, the announcers would make such a big deal of Dermonte Dawson the center's pulling on, 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 on a power, or center's pulling on, on whatever play they're running. That's not something that is or was done a lot. Dawson had that athleticism. And he was so widely respected for that. And, uh, and that's why, again, I kind of struggled with, with not putting him at number one. But again, the two players above him, we probably have an idea who's above him. Um, I can't see taking him out of the top two, but there is an argument to be made that Dermonte Dawson is is number one. So coming in at number two, Alan Fanica. Played 10 years 
From 1998 to 2007, 158 games. He was a seven-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, and obviously a Hall of Famer. You know, this guy was an absolute mauler and probably the best guard to ever play for the Steelers. And he's probably in the top 10 offensive guards in the NFL in NFL history. Uh, that would just be my guess. I would think that he would be in there, although there was a lot of, a lot of fantastic guards that came through the NFL. I think he would be in the conversation to be in the NFL's top 10 all-time in offensive guard. So coming in at number one, probably the most recognized offensive lineman in Steeler history. And I think only uh, Ben has played more games than him in a Steelers uniform. Because of that, respect needs to be given and put Mike Webster at number one, who played 15 years, 1974 to 1988, part of that legendary 1974 draft class with four Hall of Famers. He's a nine-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champ, and a Hall of Famer. The guy was an absolute monster. Obviously, I remember watching him a little bit as a young as a young boy as I was first getting into football when he played in the mid to late 80s. 220 games in 15 years at, at offensive center is just unbelievable. So, for me, he is number one. So, to recap quickly, number 10, Tunch Ilkin. Number 9, Marvell Smith. Number 8, Jeff Hardings. Number 7, Larry Brown. Number six, Dave DeCastro. Number five, John Kolb. Number four, Marquise Pouncey. Number three, Dermonte Dawson. Number two, Alan Fanica. And number one, Mike Webster. That's my list. I'm sticking to it. So before I go, uh, a couple of the guys that I had, on, I told you I had a couple, like 13, 14 of these on the list. And I do feel uh, some of these guys do need mentions. I already spoke briefly about Max Starks. I also had John Jackson, who was an offensive tackle for 10 years, from 88 to 97, played in 153 games. And I also had Carlton Hasselrig, uh, if you guys remember him in the 80s, or I'm sorry, in the early 90s. He was a six-time NCAA wrestling champion who didn't play a single down of football in college, but he was able to play for the Steers for six years. So I hope, ever, hope everybody enjoyed the, uh, the top 10 offensive line. We'll see you guys on the next one when we talk tight ends. We'll talk to you guys on the next one. Peace out.